Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Port Wanimi, California, Joey. No chill pray now. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Good morning, sir. That was a little stumble out the gate there. For me? For me, I was like, oh shit. Oh, yeah. You are you were like. You introduced me and I went to talk and all of a sudden I was like, <clears throat> so a little stumble out of the gate for me too. But here we are. It's a Thursday. I mean, We're I back, know. baby. Thursday. Just telling you we got some interesting calls from the dirt balls today. I'm almost upset wait. that we're not doing it on Friday again. Friday made it very easy for me to crack a beer here. Yeah. Well, back to the huge, back to the norm. Little, little Monday and Thursday, but uh, yeah, the you you know I have a theme for this episode. Okay, it's it's one of my themes. It's just the, the broader discussion of the future of sports. Wow. Okay, the future of sports episode. The future of sports. I just I just think there's a, there's a few things. There's like one I hadn't we hadn't talked about, which has been on the rundown for a minute, which then led into some other sports discussions. Oh, this is a uh, team rap songs, best team rap songs. No, that's still, no, that's, that's still, that's still on the rundown. We'll, we'll get to that. Best team <laughs> rap song. That That's actually, this is the perfect time of year where I want to go. Is where through. You, this is when you put it on the rundown this time, yeah. two years ago. So I want to go through, you know, the bears had the super bowl shuffle. That's probably the most famous one. You had other teams who did rap songs. I want to do an episode where we go through different sports teams like what's the best rap song for people who are confused as to why this came up on our shared Google document rundown that Ruther uses to, you know, put the show together. Best team rap song has been on there for the better part of two years. <laughs> no, it's like a year, but it has <laughs> a year. There's, there's like a, there's like an evergreen section. Ruther usually breaks it down by sport and then there's calls and then there's an evergreen section. And in the evergreen section, best team rap song. Every time I go on, sometimes I'll go on and you know me, I rarely check the rundown, but sometimes I'll be like, what's Ruther got for tomorrow? And then you, you won't have updated it yet. And it'll just be a blank page with best team rap song. I'm like 90 minutes. On well, the Super Bowl be shuffle. because here's how I operate. I have to write something down or I forget it. Yeah. So whether that's this show or any other creative ideas I have, I put them on my phone. I'll do voice notes. Yeah. Your whiteboard back in the day. Oh, I still have that one still in front of me. So I got, you know, I write it down, but like for you us, travel that whiteboard from LA. Oh yeah. You were like too many good ideas been on this whiteboard. This, this whiteboard has to, it's a good whiteboard. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I travel the stuff. I, some of the stuff I brought was, you know, was stupid, but a lot of it, like, did I travel with my playboy subscription of like 10 years? <laughs> And they're heavy. Dude, you got 10 years of Playboys or whatever it is. It's in a box. And they are heavy. 
did you end your subscription at one point or did it did it end on you like because they stopped doing magazines right yeah like they're not even a thing anymore i ended it okay you're like that's enough dude i i actually felt bad for playboy at the end it, it was it was so it was once a month it was down to like barely a dollar a month i had it from like probably 2005 to like 2012 2013 but i want to go back because you're gonna laugh i know you've done this before to me the the articles in there especially the the q a that they would do with a celebrity or a sports person i bet there's some good nugs in there especially yeah. with how much the culture has changed right and that seems to be a thing that's happening these days is like old quotes get unearthed and then that's like a whole new story oh it's yeah so, it's so funny the world we live in with like the internet it's like this was written on paper but no one put it on the internet so it was really hard to find but in 2012 this person said this in playboy and now it's like a whole story again oh i know i know that happened with recently in the last year with john wayne some like wild shit he said in like 1970 and it was in a playboy i'm like are you surprised yeah are you really surprised? But I know, I know there's some wild stuff in there. Well, you know, I hate black people, right? They're like, well, John Wayne, why you don't you don't have to say these things? It's Playboy, though. You remember when the John Mayer thing? The John Mayer thing was pretty wild when it came out. I think I think almost even now, if if it resurfaced, do you remember that? No. So he did. That was probably 10 11 12 years ago he didn't hold back on dating like um what's her face jessica simpson and how good the sex was and he was addicted to it and she was a fiend too and 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 some of the other women he dated and, and that was a big deal when it came out because they're like wow he's not holding back and he said she was like i think he called her like a drug with the sex and people were like, how wrong? But like, you know what I'm saying? Now they'd be like, how he's so, it's like, you're misogynistic or whatever he would be labeled right. now even worse. You know, you go back and you read something like that. But it's also fun to see who posed, which is funny. Right. Like my like my girlfriend grabbed a few. She thought it was so cool because she's younger. She's like, this is so cool. I want to like go through these and look at pictures and then like read some of these articles. And there's there's a couple that are still sitting millennial discovers playboy that's basically what it is what is this like you you have all these this is like the this is like the thing from spencer gifts this 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 rabbit what is this but she grabbed of all ones and it's still sitting I, i'm like did you even read this it's still sitting in one of the spare rooms that we're loosely using as like a workout room it's a fucking up. It's a, it's a magazine with Tara Reed in there. I'm like Tara Reed, that's the one you grabbed. Yeah. Tara Reed, when Tara Reed posed, that you want to see Tara Reed, who notoriously had like terrible plastic surgery. You want to see that naked you body? Want to see the pre-plastic surgery Tara Reed. No, I think this is post. Oh wow, yeah. But yeah, man. Even even, do you remember like the party jokes in Playboy? Oh yeah. Every magazine had a party joke. It's like all that stuff. 
I, I think it'd almost be like watching an old movie where you're like, hey, they can't do that nowadays, but in just the written form. I don't know. But it takes up a lot of space, I'll be honest. Like, what am I going to do with those? Is that going to be like an heirloom to Isla? <laughs> yeah, here you get 10 years of dad's Playboy subscriptions. Like, 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 do I hold on to these? But I feel like I have to. Like, you can't get rid of them, right? No, you can't. Because it's, 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 that is a capsule in time that nobody will understand. Like, you know, they just don't exist as a company. You and I did Playboy Radio. I'm talking all that stuff. Like, I went on Playboy Radio a bunch with the, the Playmates would have shows and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Remember Burbank? Like, I don't even think that exists anymore. None of I'm it I'm sure exists. it doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't. I did watch the Playboy Bur Murders on HBO. Was that HBO? What was that? I, I started watching one on. What was that all about? I mean, just the first couple started out like Playboy playmates getting murdered or like murdering their husband or whatever. And then next thing you know, it was like loosely like they they wanted to make eight episodes of it. They should have made three. In the end, it was like some guy who knew a guy who knew a girl who talked to one of them on the phone was murdered. But that's not the A and E. The A and E did one on Hugh Hefner. Oh, okay. and basically, kind of like a similar like R. Kelly type thing. And I started watching that. Oh, right, kind of like uh, uh, calling him out, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I remember we watched that, but then same thing. We stopped because it also they were definitely trying to do kind of an R Kelly thing. And I think, I think A and E did A and E do the R Kelly one. But my thing was all those girls with R Kelly were underage. Most of the play, all the playmates were of age. And I was like, right. wait, you're like 25 and you're saying you can't leave the house. Like, uh, just fucking lock out of the house. Like you're not a 15 year old who doesn't have a fully formed brain that he's brainwashed. Yeah, 15 or year old who R Kelly has in a literal jail cell. Yeah, like, but they were playing that angle, and I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't know how much of this I'm buying. I'm not saying he didn't do shady stuff or all that, but like, at some point, you got to take some accountability. Um, but anyway, guys, this is what we're doing. Like I said, we're gonna have a huge discussion in the future of sports, but do an entire throwback on Playboy Enterprise. Yeah, the past and future episode. So the reason I'm talking about the future of sports i'm sure you saw this there's going to be a new streaming service it's a huge blockbuster deal now this was announced the week of the super bowl i believe or before the week before so maybe it didn't gain as much traction it's a huge deal because three major networks are teaming up espn fox and warner brothers for a new sports streaming service to offer the NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, college basketball, and college football. Cable. Well, that, that's what everybody tweeted. Yeah. Did you see those tweets? No, but. So that's I, what every not, single yeah. person tweeted. Was like, oh, so these big networks are teaming up for their standalone service, which is like never, they've never teamed up for a streaming service. Right. And everybody said, yeah, that's cable. So, and to make sure that this never goes out 
on you while you're watching one of these big games. We'll send you actual hardware. You can plug it into your wall. So they think it'll probably be around $50. And I'm like, so I see that, Joe, and I'm like, okay. I pay what for YouTube TV? Like 75? I'm like, and that includes a million more channels. Right. And this would just be your, you know, all your sports channels, which is a lot. But like to me, that's why I'm like, what's the future? Who's paying for all this? If if, if I'm a subscriber, which I am to YouTube TV, that's what I look at and say, wait, for just 25 or even 30 more dollars, I get a hundred more channels. Why would I pay just for a standalone service for ESPN and TNT and CBS and blah, you know, whatever it is. But yeah. the crazy part is none of the sports leagues knew about this. Even the NFL, who obviously has such a major role in all this. They sprung this during the Super Bowl time or pre-Super Bowl time. And the NFL was like, we're just now hearing about this too. Basically, the networks are trying to get together to knock it strong-armed by the NFL because there's power in numbers. Right. It's a, bu it's a bunch of multi-billion dollar companies doing a succession with each other, kind of like that show. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is ridiculous when you think about all that we've gone through in the last, like, I don't know, let's call it five years in terms of the proper cord cutting and whatever to come back with this. It's like everybody split. And now even like they're saying, oh, Peacock and Paramount might join. It's like when you do these things where you're just going to start, you know, merging. I mean, this is how it all happened in the first place, right? Like. Oh, if we merge, then it's more things for people to, uh, you know, more content for people to pay for, to, to get what they pay for. It's like that gets to the point where, you know, you go that because there was a time when certain cable uh, companies had certain channels and others didn't. I mean, we were even at the point not that long ago, still, I guess, to this day where it's like you need Spectrum if you want the Dodgers and blah, blah, blah. It's like you're going to get to the point where you make these conglomerates of of like streaming networks and now you're choosing between this one and this one or like you did before like oh i'm going to get i'm going to get direct tv because i want football but I'll also have cable because i want this and it's like next thing you know you're back to paying $200 a month for television when the truth is i mean this this from a sports standpoint like i think there are people who just watch sports or watch yeah Netflix, i think you're right or watch hbo like i think there are people that just like don't put on broadcast tv anymore that don't have to watch something that just came out you know or or like i think there's a whole world of people and it happens to me when i watch like so during the playoffs in nfl is when i learn about what these shows are because during the regular season there's so many games going on that when a game goes to commercial i either switch the channel or switch my attention to a different thing. And during the playoffs and the Super Bowl, um, when, when it gets down to less games and you're watching one game, you're sitting through commercials, you all of a sudden CBS just has like a show about firefighters, like in the, like, what is this? 
Like who in the fucking world watches this? So I say that it's funny. It's funny you bring that up. I said every time I'm watching an NFL game, and I will say that. I, who's I'll say it out loud. I'll say who is watching this? Who's watching? You know, Chicago FD. It's the old people, right? But but when they die, like like this is a reality, and this is why like the future of this it is pretty fascinating. When they're all dead in the next twenty five. I'll say people 60 and older when they're all dead the next like 25 years. I don't know how those shows still exist. You and I don't know a single person who's watching any of these shows that you're talking about. No, we don't My know mom watches like blue bloods, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like a great example. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's not going to exist in 25 years. But that's where they're kind of at this crossroads, not just all these networks, but the leagues, right? So you have the NBA is up for a new contract, sports contract, and it's going to be bigger than the one before. No, no way. No one's watching. College football, same thing, right? Like all these things. Sarcasm, by the way. I know. It's just, just for, our li- for our listeners. <laughs> it's just more money. Right, I think that was for your boy, your boy CT, our boy CT, not CT, the other guy who has oh, oh. CT. Yeah. Well, it's that there's the whole you know there's the whole world of people who are anti NBA for God knows what reason. Well, I, you know the NBA again, the NBA thing. You and I have said this. I, I don't look at the ratings, even for the NFL. I mean, the ratings are just phenomenal for the NFL. There's no denying that. But it is apples to oranges when you compare a game that's once a week versus 82 games, one. But two, if networks, and more importantly, which for some reason this is never in the discussion, if advertisers are continuing to elevate their payments and what they're willing to give a network... It doesn't matter, right? To, bro- to broadcast commercials. That's always the been the thing. That's always been the thing with TV shows and and you know networks in general, which is they don't like, especially when you talk about like the difference between a uh, NB like a, an HBO and an NBC. It's like one of them is trying to sell commercials, and the other is trying to sell subscriptions. So that's always been the thing of like HBO's like we don't really care how many eyes are on it. We care how it's doing critically because that will draw people into thinking, "Oh, I need it." And then they'll sign up. And if they sign up and they don't like the 10 other things that we put on and they just wait for this to come around again, we get their money anyway. Yeah. And 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 that's the same thing with these with the way these league sell to like we don't care if people are watching as long as your money keeps going up now obviously the more people watch the more we're going to be able to command but just knowing more people are watching this than watch the fucking firefighter show like we know that you're gonna buy it because you can't make content no matter how much our ratings are quote unquote dropping if you're not making content that touches that in ratings, then what do we care? Yeah. 
Hey. It's even like the All-Star game. Oh, no one watched the All-Star game. It's like the All-Star game for them is the whole weekend. It's Friday. It's Saturday. It's Sunday. It's all the fucking things. Well, and again, we same thing, which we've mentioned, I don't know how many times, another important discussion to be had with all this. It's not just TV. It's YouTube. It's TikTok. It's Twitter. It's Instagram. All that shit matters. Those are eyeballs and there's advertising in that. Right. So there might not be the same, you know, the amount of people that watched the dunk contest in 1985 and in 2024. But if the NBA has the most YouTube subscribers of any league, and right. they get the most, you know, it's, it's the NBA. Doesn't, the NBA doesn't hate it when you take a clip from the all-star game where the floor is one big fucking Sprite or whatever that new Sprite Starry, is. Yeah. Sorry. They don't hate it when you take a, a essentially a giant, starry ad and put it on your twitter and go like i wish they were doing i wish they competed like they did back when kobe played look at this game yeah they love it and and, and that's why the nfl same thing all these leagues that's why you always joke about major league baseball that's why none of these leagues ever went after you for copyright they're like oh you want to share my clip of that interception cool share it with as many people as you want you're just doing me free advertising I see as I pull this up, I knew this was going to happen. This was just two days ago. I didn't see this till now. Fubo TV sues to block ESPN, Warner, and Fox Sports streaming service. So now they're going to face lawsuits. People are going to claim it's a monopoly and that they're cornering the market. Good luck with that. He don't even have a special on Netflix or Fubo TV. <laughs> Wasn't Fubo? Was that? That was Fubu. Fubu. That was Damon John's for us, by us clothing line, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fubo was like the kind of the first. I mean, it's funny that Fubo is suing them because it's like they're like, hey, that was our idea. And it was like, yeah, but your platform sucks. So we're just going to do it ourselves. Wasn't McAfee on Fubo for a bit? I don't know. Or was that the zone? He was He's definitely on the zone. zone, right? It's not so deli- it's not delivery, it's the zone. <laughs> dude, there's so much out- and that's and that's another thing when we talk ratings too. There's so dude, to compare ratings from now versus back then, when also like things like podcasts and YouTube didn't even exist. Yeah. You talk about people who strictly watch nothing live there's people who only watch youtube yeah oh i know my girlfriend right like that so it's a ton of youtube it's just like ton of youtube it's like no tv that's what i'm saying there's people who are like i'm only i was talking to the other day and they were it's this person in their 40s they're like dude i'm just on tiktok all the time I'm like well what are you doing and she was like i dude tiktok's been great for me learning how to cook and i'm and i'm on it all the time and i'm watching recipes and chefs and not you know people who aren't famous or like who become famous even though they're not quote-unquote chefs and it's like there's people who just consume that stuff so you know i I take that with a grain of salt 
But the future, it, it will get interesting because you do wonder at a certain point, will the networks stop paying as much for any of the rights to any of this stuff? Right. But they can't because, again, the content that they're creating on their own costs them money to create. And then if it doesn't touch that, like the NBA is creating its product no matter what. Right. So if that if that product is going to rate better than your show that you have to hire actors and producers and writers and directors and get, you know, permits to film stuff, if it's all doing better than that, like there was a time when you couldn't touch Cheers or MASH. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now it's like you know, more people watch the alt third broadcast of the Super Bowl where SpongeBob is announcing the game than have ever watched an episode of True Blood or or Blue Bloods. Yeah. Or Fire Starters or whatever the fuck that. <laughs> I swear I couldn't believe that was a real thing. They just kept telling me there was a show about like wildfire firefighters and this guy Dude, is just like walking in like a, a wife beater across the screen. There's not even any fire in the commercial. I'm like, what is this show? Dude, there's multiple. There's, there's, there's multiple. I mean, dude, you're gonna love this. I literally just put in firefighter shows on TV. There's so many firefighter shows. Listen to how many are are on right now. You have nine one one Lone Star, <laughs> Fire Country, Fire Country. That's the one. That's the one I kept. I kept seeing an ad for, I think on CBS. Just 911. Yeah. Which is like a firefighter, I think maybe cop show. Firefighter copy MT. Chicago Fire. Yeah. I loved, I loved the, the era where we just went through Chicago. We did like Chicago, whatever, like Chicago PD, Chicago Fire, Chicago Dental. And you're like, what? It's like it's a dental office, but it's in Chicago. <laughs> this is stuff so who is watching this shit? Who? Like, like what's what's the uh literally Midwestern old people who are like, what happens in the big shitty? They're like, Oh, you don't know what's going on in Chicago? You want to know what a bus driver's life is like in Chicago? Watch Chicago bus. That's interesting, there. They just get in the bus all day and they drive people up and down. And say, all right, what else you? What else is going on there in Chicago? <laughs> Chicago Deli. Oh, he's making sandwiches. What's the one where they like fall into a different world? And there's dinosaurs. Oh, that's uh, that's La Brea. Like, what is that about? What What is La Brea about? Yeah. I, again, I only know it from watching football. Yeah. The only reason I know it. I'm like, what is this about? Is this based on La Brea Tar Pits? What, like, what are we talking about? Yeah. Is that the time frame? What are we talking about here? So we talk about the future. The people who, by the way, it's so funny because that is, you know, we talk about the NBA and like, no one's watching anymore. Meanwhile, everybody's watching. The only people that aren't watching anymore are the people who are watching Fire a Country. I don't like the NBA anymore because they don't try on defense. Now, if you'll be, if you'll pardon me, 
I'm going to watch a 5'3 former male model pretend to be a, 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 a wildfire firefighter. Because he's not black, and I like that about him. <laughs> Jesus. Chicago FD. You know what's going to happen, should, too? What they should do. <laughs> they should just put on CBS or NBC or whatever. They should just put Chicago B-ball and then just show Bulls games and con Midwesterners into watching it. They're like, oh, this is interesting. This is the this is a this is a show about a team in Chicago, and they just show you their games. <laughs> you know what we're probably pretty close to. We're not that far. It's definitely gonna be in our lifetime, where you can do like a simulation where you're at the game. Oh yeah. VR, VR, like you're yeah, you're courtside. Like you're 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 watching the Bulls game, man. You're in LA. Yeah. You're courtside. Yeah. You're at the Lakers game. You're watching Bronny James the Third or whoever it is, you know, like 30 years from now. If the Knicks want to move me back to New York and give me a center court seat on press row and put put me in a VR headset, I will watch all the right things during the game so that people at home could VR into that view. I'm available for that. It's nuts though. Like, like it's true though. That's why I always talk about the, the experience, right? Especially for me with NFL games, the experience of watching it at home versus being at the game. And plus people are so antisocial. Like, like, I don't, I don't know what the future of this stuff is. I did chuckle hard today or yesterday, whenever I saw that college football, has already had talks about a 14 team playoff in 2026. And Let's I instantly go. thought, I instantly thought, Oh, a 14 team. Like, like, so like the NFL does 14 teams. Yeah. yeah. So, so for people like me who always say the NFL is so much better and college people are like, nah, it's not. And you're like, the regular whoa. season won't matter. You're literally now trying to do exactly like the NFL. It's so fun. Years. I mean, that's that's really where we're at. What's crazy is that's where we're at in sports now. It's just like it's this weird divide between people who are like, obviously, sports is getting better and the content's getting better. And I can watch alternate broadcasts and I can watch whatever and more games and more, you know, more college football teams are getting you know, TV time because there's a big 10 network and a pac 12 network and a whatever. So there's more and more out there and the transfer portal and whatever, as opposed to the opposite side of it, of these guys are just like, I just like it when CBS was SEC, Notre Dame was NBC, the big 12 was a ABC. And then they all played in two games at the end to decide it all. It's like, why? Why was that better? Why in the world was that better? You know, the, that's the funny thing about these like all-star game criticisms. I love the people that are like the all-star game and the NBA is so woke and none of these people try. I just wish it was back in the nineties when it wasn't woke and everybody tried like, I mean, and, and to be honest, they have a point. I mean, this past weekend we had a game where, Everybody let a closeted gay guy score because he came down with HIV. Oh, no, wait. That was 1992. 
<laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? 1992, the great 90s was when everybody absolutely didn't guard the closeted gay man who got HIV and literally had an exhibition where they hoisted up. Like, talk about woke. Talk about the woke NBA. The 1992 All-Star game, no one tried. So the closeted gay guy who got HIV could win MVP. Just literally imagine if that happened today. Imagine if that happened today. Imagine if this past weekend, some guy who left the league last year for trans surgery came back and LeBron James just like let him score so that they could on purpose get that guy the MVP. The fucking conservative head would fucking, you'd see actual explosions. They'd be like, we have a mass cranial explosion uh, that happened simultaneously and actually registered on the Richter scale after conservatives watched the entire league let one guy score for for woke reasons so that he could win the MVP. Magic didn't see you. No, he's not. He's going to write a long tweet about how great that was. <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. I checked like... out the Dirty Sports today, and this Joey No Chill fella had another hot take, as they were called. His co-host, Andy Ruther, sat stunned, not sure where Joe was going with it. In the end, I was offended. But I own a baseball team, a football team, and all the movie theaters in the country, so I'm not going to bother with it. Go Lakers. <laughs> okay, cool. Good tweet. Oh, I, I forgot I had this in there, speaking of the NBA. You and I always, you sent this to me. We always say, like, dude, nobody calls out Doc Rivers. We finally got somebody to call out Doc Rivers. JJ Reddick called out Doc Former player. The former player finally called out Doc Rivers. JJ Reddick called him out. Let's see here. Do I got this in here? Oh, yeah. So this is what, uh, this is what JJ Reddick said about where, where do you say this on one of the espn shows he's on yeah i think so okay so he said this this week on uh espn in the trend for years what's the trend the trend is always making oh. excuses get doc we get it taking over a team in the middle of the season is hard it's hard we get it just like getting traded in the middle of the season is hard for a player we get it mm -hmm. but it's always an excuse it's always throwing your team under the bus they lose to Memphis. Oh, it's his players. Memphis was playing G League guys and two-way guys. And then you look at his quotes over the weekend. Now he wants to take credit for the James Harden trade to the Clippers working out. He wants credit for that. There's just no <laughs> there's never accountability with that guy. Well, there's never accountability. Oh, shots fired. And I mean, listen, he played for him. Yeah, that's right. It's like, you know. He played for him. He's a, a Duke guy. He's like, like, you just got to wonder. And he had pretty good seasons under Doc. Like, you just got to wonder. Anybody that wants to throw, like, cold water on this and say that 
there's something behind it. There's there's a reason he hit, like why? It's not like he went to the Doc Clippers team and was benched and has it out for Doc. Like he went there and contributed, played well. He's just, I mean, the truth is, is JJ Redick, and it's it's another funny thing. It's like there are some people who hate him. I think he's great. He's been great since he joined, you know, like up at the broadcast. Like he tells it like it is. He's a smart guy. He obviously, you know, you look at him as a player, he was a great shooter, but physically, he's not on par with the majority of the NBA. And therefore, when you're a great shooter like that, and, we, and we've talked about it before with like Jimmer for debt or whatever, it's like, you still need to figure out how to get your shot off in the NBA. And a lot of people have said that about JJ Redick when he was coming out, like, oh yeah, it's easy in college, but like, what about when you get to the NBA? Clearly a smart player, played in the league for a long time. Clearly a smart player. He's one of those guys where it's just like, I'm sorry, but his opinion matters more than just about anybody's when it, when it comes to breaking down basketball. Like, He's he's played somewhat recently against all these guys. He's been coached by these guys. He's what was on a number of teams and a number of, you know, situations. He's a smart guy. He knows the game. Like he's right. And obviously we've been saying that about Doc Rivers for a while, but like the the idea of he's saying this because it's so obvious that anybody who is taking an opposition to this is saying this because what reason is there out there uh, uh, what reason is there in this day and age to be like we have to stand doc rivers well nobody calls him out which is crazy to think it's that rare because he's a nice guy I mean, you think it, what's so funny is, and I'm like a, a Bill Simmons fan. I don't listen to all of his podcasts, but like I tune in occasionally. Um, I don't listen that often, but, and I only listen to a few minutes of maybe one or two episodes when he had Doc Rivers on. I don't know if you knew that, but before Doc went back to coaching, he basically had like a weekly appearance on Bill Simmons. And I only listened to a few minutes of it, but you're talking about a guy in Bill Simmons who was an elite Doc Rivers hater when he was coaching the Celtics. Then obviously he comes around when he wins the championship with the three all-stars in their prime. And then he goes on to like loving Doc Rivers to the point where he's like having a conversation with Doc Rivers weekly. And it's like, I get that Doc Rivers is a nice guy, but like being a nice guy shouldn't make you like not be criticized. Yeah. You, you can be a nice guy and a bad basketball coach. Yeah, not 100%. They're not exclusive. It's good. I mean, it's good to see that. That's for sure. We we got some we got some Carmelo calls after last episode. Oh, we did. Any defenders? Did. No, no defenders. Yeah. So. And then and then we got so a, a call about the NBA All Star Game: ways to make the weekend better. By but, the way, I just I just want to ask you this because you know the reason I said any defenders is like it would be crazy to listen to the show 
I mean, I'm sure there are there. I'm sure there are like Russell Wilson stands out there. Obviously we've, we're not necessarily. No, 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 don't you dare do that. What? You don't compare Russell to Carmelo. No, I'm just saying the, <laughs> uh, the guys that we've gone after on the show, like we're obviously sort of on opposite sides of that, but like no one here is defending Mello. So it'd be interesting to see if somebody who like loved Mello could even listen to the show and exist. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, if you love Mello, you probably love Kobe. We've kind of come, but anyway, obviously do, do, you, do, we got, okay. We got two interesting take. Well, one is like fascinating, which I, I actually agree with. It's a wild take on why people love mellow. And one is a, a dirt ball from New Jersey who couldn't, he, he like gave up on the Knicks because well, of I, I, I want to get those, but I, I wanted to ask you because of the, of, of sort of polarizing figures on this show. Did you see that your boy, Johnny Manziel? was on club Shay Shay. So my girlfriend told me that because she I, I've turned her into a club Shay Shay person, which is okay. hilarious. Which is like she just like I was watching the Monique thing. Again, this is just like fascinating the future and the, the past and the future of of like entertainment. No, like we talked we talked about it before, but just imagine 10 years ago being like, you see that guy on CBS's pregame show? He's going to be one of the foremost talk show hosts in the world. That's what I'm saying. So I'm watching just on my computer. And this we is- got Johnny football. He's here. He's here. He's in the club. He's going to shake it up with shake. So I was watching. It's you some Hannity, Johnny football. <laughs> it is fascinating. I was watching the Monique episode. She was all interested. She was like half watching just. Cause she didn't hold back. It was very similar to cat Williams. So, so after the cat Williams and that, like, she's all about it. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll listen to him. I don't really watch him. I was like, I listen to him in my car and I've listened to a few of, of his. And she told me that yesterday. She's like, did you see Johnny Manziel? And I, and I said, I said, but I don't, that doesn't interest me as much. You know, you know why? I and mean, we'll see, you know why I watched the Netflix doc which same thing. I'm like, it's okay. I, I just, here's my thing with Manziel. There, there's no, I don't think there's substance to him. So you tell me, maybe I'm wrong. What, what, what is he going to say on there? I feel like he's been pretty open publicly. Yeah. That there's he not, hasn't, this, there's not this like layer of Johnny Manziel that we don't know about. That's really going to like get underneath what all happened and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 because the documentary does that, he's openly for years talked about getting paid, talking about all the shady stuff. The truth is, after his NFL career failed, that's how he kept relevant was just spilling the guts on all this stuff. So I don't know. Like, are you gonna listen or watch it? Am I no, I'm not gonna watch it. See, so yeah, it's just like I, I I'd rather hear Monique talk about other comedians and wild shit that happened behind the scenes or cat Williams give his honest opinion about comics and people in the entertainment world. Then Johnny Manziel be like, Hey man, I took money from this so-and-so booster. It's like, cool. I already knew that. You know, I, I, I didn't know certain things that some of these other people were saying on club Shay Shay. <laughs> it is amazing. Shannon, Shannon Sharps turned into that guy. Like he's the man. Yeah. 
Okay. October 2024. Big election coming. Ladies and gentlemen. President of the United States, Mr. Joe Biden. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? Joe, come, come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. <laughs> I mean, we got to talk about the laptop, Joe. Come on. I mean, you can't just. We're just going to do this whole thing. You ain't going to talk about the laptop. Come on. Can Joe. you imagine? Can you imagine that, those two? You know, you know why he's good? You know why he's good? And I, I've said this. Dude, he just lets people talk. Here we go. We had Joe on last week. We got to do it equal time here on, on, on the Shay Shay Network. <laughs> 45th President of the United States, Mr. Donald Trump. Donald, these shoes, they ain't, they ain't good looking shoes, Donald. They're just, I mean, gold? What, what is we doing here? I love when he's like, you can get me canceled. Yeah. Cat, no one's gonna come on the show anymore. No, actually, everybody is now, dude. Yeah, everybody is coming on your show. I've seen so. I've seen like the 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 Shay Shay response to Cat Williams every time he does it. It makes me wonder. <laughs> have I said this before? It makes me wonder. It like if this would go on at Shannon Sharp's house if he actually had a cat. If he just had a cat, he couldn't troll. Come on, cat. Come on, cat. Cat, you gotta go in the litter box, cat. Come on. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> you gonna smell up my rug? You got to go in the litter box. Come on, cat. <laughs> Ain't gonna be no club say say after this. Come on, cat. Oh man, scratching up the side of my sofa. Come on, cat. Dude, he is so ripped too. Yeah. Shannon Sharp is so swole still. Just, I mean, the muscles are just like insane. And then, and then if you, and then the one with Ocho, it's just again, it's not my cup of tea, but it still makes me laugh because it's so different and so out there. Like, like, like I don't know if you know, they'll go there on like some raunchy stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's just All right, those I'm going two. out for a little while, cat. Have fun with this yawn, cat. Come on, play with this yawn. Come on, it's a ball of yawn, cat. Come on, cat. <laughs> oh man. Well, what were we even talking about? We're talking a little NBA. We're we? about All to talk star. some Carmelo. Call. We got two, two or three Carmelo calls. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna play the Jersey guy first, which I think gives perspective for people Shannon, who are... Shannon, Shannon Sharp as the head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Come on, cat. What you <laughs> get on the basket, cat? Come on, cat. It's hanging out there by the three point line. Come on, cat. <laughs> Hey, Joe. Hey, Andy. Uh, this is Jeff with a G from New Jersey. And I just kind of wanted to reiterate Joe's point about Carmelo in New York. Because for dirtballs outside the New York metropolitan area, it might seem like he's exaggerating, but he's really not. The best moment of Carmelo Anthony's career in New York is insanity. I'm going to say that again. The best moment of Carmelo Anthony's career in New York is is Jeremy Lin hitting a buzzer beater three on the Raptors while he is injured on the bench. I, my fandom could not withstand Carmelo Anthony and James Dolan running the Knicks after they traded Porzingis. I left the Knicks. I became an Orlando Magic fan. It was so bad. The Orlando Magic in 2015. 
that is how bad Carmelo Anthony and the Knicks tenure was. I, I, I can't. I just can't. I can't think about it. it brings me back. Uh, thanks, guys. Have a good one. So I mean, it's it's so it's it's so true. And Knicks fans can there are there are still ignorant Knicks fans out there that are like Jeremy Linden got us to the playoffs, Jeremy Linden, blah blah. But it's like truly, this is true, including playoff games. The most exciting portion of the years that Carmelo Anthony was in New York was during Lynn Sanity. And we didn't have a podcast at that time. But I would say to anybody that would listen to me, because Mello goes down, D'Antoni's trying to find a thing to do. He gives Lynn Sanity some run. He has a great little like half of a game. D'Antoni goes, let's see what the, let's see what we can do here. Starts him, and then we all know how Lynn Sanity took off. There was a moment during that run over and over and over. I kept saying, man, this is really fun, but there's no way Mello lets this happen when he comes back. Like he's going to shit all over this. And then I got to the point after that Raptors game, after that Lakers game where I said, there's just nothing Carmelo can do. If Jeremy Lin starts a game for the Knicks and goes undefeated until Carmelo Anthony comes back, like, there's just nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Wrong. He basically went undefeated. I think he won, lost two or three games in the whole time that he was starting before Melo came back. Melo came back. Over. Whole thing's over. It's Melo debacle all over again. Cut to fucking a year later, two years later, whatever. D'Antoni's fired. Walsh is gone. The whole thing comes fucking apart. Debacle. So the next call, which is not just about Melo, it's about some some theories on Kenny Smith and the All-Star game. Okay. But the next call, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll reserve what I'm going to say for after the next call. And I almost, I almost think his, his theory on Melo, this, it's, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Could have legs, and I'll explain. I'll explain why. Hey guys, it's uh, Dirk Paulsley from Miami calling about a couple things uh, NBA related. Um, first off, congrats to the WNBA for like actually doing something right in terms of promoting the league with Sabrina, Ionescu, and uh, Steph Curry with that shootout. Pleasantly surprised by how well she shot the ball. Um, but the things I wanted to get into were actually um, number one. In regards to Kenny Smith, I think the theory as to why he was so pissy during All-Star Weekend is because he might have gotten word that he's getting replaced with Draymond Green. As you know, that's kind of been in the works, it feels like, for a couple of years now. Like, that's kind of done the rounds on Twitter. So maybe that's why. And he was just kind of, you know, in a pissy, passive-aggressive mood all night or whatever. Or, like, the whole weekend, really. And the other thing is, Regarding Carmelo, why he probably has so many stands, it's a funny yet simple thing. And I remember seeing this in a Barry McCockner video of all things 
couple years ago, I think, regarding like his most overrated NBA players ever. That literally Carmelo has stands because his name, Carmelo, is so cool sounding, right? So maybe it appeals to like, I don't know, Puerto Rican uh, Knicks fans or whatever. You know, or maybe <laughs> just people who like his name. Like as stupid as it sounds, like people have stand uh, NBA players for stupider things, in my opinion. But yeah, that's about it, guys. What do you guys think regarding those two little minor topics? And uh, yeah, have a good show. And condoms are for the Trailblazers and Joe Cron. So, I think that so this is kind of hilarious that it's his name, but it goes to my theory. And I'm just gonna say it. We we had our call before. You sound like a white dude from New Jersey. It Carmelo's stance are all black dudes. They are. Yeah. Like for the most part, don't you think? I I think it's yeah, like. But you know what? There's there's I think there's some dumb Knicks fans out there too, and no, I don't no, there, get it. No, there are. I'm not saying it's all black dudes. I shouldn't yeah. say that, but like. I think I think it, it's the fan who just is like, oh, look at his game, and you're just like, well, let's well, just talk. listen, listen. I hate. But my like, point is the, the name. It, it is a cool sounding name, and I yeah, think, you're I right. think it's a cool sounding name. Carmelo's a cool sounding name. And I think not, and, there, and let's I, call it. You're not going to see a white guy named Carmelo, right? And I think that there is. Listen, I don't want to make this like necessarily a, a racial thing with sure. Carmelo and Kobe and whatever. But like the other, the other truth of the matter is, is like, and I, and I think that it's not as simple as like black guys are ball hogs. It's like, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. Like before I even start what I'm, what I would like to say though, is there is, I think there is a thing. If you're a young basketball player, right. Um, there is this like, uh, there is this like thing. I mean, you you either sling rock or have a jump shot. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing of like that basketball for a lot of young black kids is like a way out. Sure. And so, understandably, having a attitude on the basketball court of like, look at me, take me, like give me give me a shot. Let me make the team. Let me. I want to go to this college. I'm going to go to the league. Like, there's a lot of guys whose attitude is like, forget my teammates. You don't get to the NBA because you win the high school state tournament. You get to the NBA because you have a bunch of points. And whereas I think conversely, you know, we've seen it in the NFL. Like the all the jokes on like the like the the Bill Belichick scouting a fucking white wide receiver, right? It's like those guys are effective because they're playing the game in a certain way. They're not the biggest, strongest, fastest there, but they might be running the Christmas routes and whatever. So there, I think there's other thing where it's like those, the game of a Carmelo Anthony uh, and a Kobe Bryant and a Michael Jordan speaks to a certain kind of young player. And that's a young player who's me first now. And, and, and again, for those young players, I'm not necessarily saying that's wrong. It's certainly wrong in terms of helping your team at that level win, but it's certainly not wrong in terms of like, Hey, 
this is an opportunity for basketball to take me somewhere. And this is the way I got to do it. Now, I think there are a lot of like college coaches that would probably be like, I don't need to see you do that. I'd rather see you, you know, I mean, obviously LeBron James is the best example ever of a guy who has, who is a very unselfish basketball player who always plays the game the right way and has achieved the greatest heights that anyone has ever achieved. Magic Johnson is a great example of that. But like you, if you're a Carmelo or a Kobe or a Jordan Stan, you are looking past the fact that like these guys are selfish players. They're selfish. Like that's just, it is what it is. So I think that there's a whole level of that as well. Yeah, no, for sure. It, but it's, it's, it's the, you know, again, it's, it's always the look at his, you know, in Co it really does. The Kobe Carmelo is it's, it's the same, it's the same linear thinking of these people. It's like Mamba mentality. Now, look at obviously Kobe put in way more effort to the game. Oh, a hundred percent. Way more effort to the game. No 100%. doubt about that. But also a selfish basketball player. No doubt about it. Both of them. That's my, that's my point. Two, if, of, if, two if, of the most extremely selfish basketball players that have ever walked the face of the earth. If you sat across from a Carmelo stand and you just said, okay, what did he do besides score? There's really nothing else they could say. There's, there's nothing. Who cares? It, that's, it, that's how you win games, Andy. You, you have to score more points than the other team. You wouldn't say who, what else did he do besides score touchdowns? It's like, yeah, you kind of would. <laughs> yeah, you would. But my point is even, even Jordan and obviously Jordan had, I think a lot of great players, you're going to have to have a selfish part to your game for sure. At, so, at some point you, you, you should, if you're good, but like, it's like you and I could just cite, Oh yeah. Jordan passed the ball in the finals when he had open guys right. to win spots. Steve Kerr, John Paxson, you name it. He passed the ball. He made the right basketball move. Give me one instance. I mean, well, you know, he, here's, here's a great example of, of Carmelo Anthony's like overriding selfishness as compared to even those guys. I mean, it started with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was an extremely ball hoggy young player. What made Michael Jordan a success as a, as a team leader is Phil Jackson and Tex Winter came in and ran the triangle. And he might not have embraced it right away, but eventually embraced it, and it won them six titles. Kobe, an extremely selfish basketball player. Phil Jackson comes in, triangle, championships. Carmelo Anthony, selfish basketball player. Phil Jackson comes in as president of basketball operations. Phil Jackson gets fired because Carmelo Anthony refuses to participate in anything that Phil Jackson is doing. And Phil Jackson becomes the enemy to dumb Knicks fans. Yeah, it's insane. By the way, back to that call from Jose. I didn't know. I knew they're talking, you know, obviously Draymond Green's getting a lot of time. The thought of him replacing Kenny Smith is wild to me, though. It's too many of the same. Like, Kenny Smith serves a purpose on that show. I agree. It, it, you couldn't have Shaq and Draymond and Charles Barkley. Oh, no. With, with Ernie. Do you know how, how much harder Ernie's job would be? Yeah. 
replace Ernie with Shannon Sharp. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Draymond. Come on, Dre. Come on, you can't be doing that. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to need insurance for this, show. Shaq, how the general? I mean, come on. Charles Barkley just over in the corner. San Francisco's full of homeless people. What the fuck is happening right now? Come on. Come on, Charles. Come on, Chuck. Can't be doing this to me, Chuck. Shannon Sharp said, I forget which episode that I was listening to. He's talking about like reaching out to big names. Like, Oprah. can you imagine Oprah on that show? She'd never do because she'd never do it. I just want, I, I, I hope he, he starts, you know, crossing, you know, he's obviously got Johnny Manziel. He's crossing into white people. I'd like to like to see him get some white musicians on there. Maybe like cat Stevens. Come on, cat. <laughs> what, <are we, laughs> what are we doing here? Cat. Come on. You changed your name to what now, cat? Come on, cat. <laughs> you said what? Come on, cat. You can't make me try to say that. I won't, I got some Hennessy in me right now. You can't try to make me say that name. Can I just say cat, cat? Where does he record that? Where Where, where is where is Club no Shay Shay? Is that like a studio somewhere? I can't believe he used to be on a show with Skip Bayless. That's insane to me. Yeah. That's absolutely bonkers. We have a call about All Star Weekend suggestions. This is this is classic wild dirtball call. Okay. Like a few, I'm like, okay, I can I can meet the middle ground. Some of these, but our boy McKay is coming in hot with the a real interesting suggestion. One of his, I think, three. Hey guys, it's uh, Dirtball Jose from Miami. Oh, that's not that's not it. Hold on, is it the same one? Calling about a couple. Oh man, did I did I not did I accidentally did I mess come that on, up? Andy. What, what we, come on, man. Did I did I mess that up? Hold on. Let me see if I can load this on the spot. Yeah, I accidentally load did I load the same file twice or did I did I do it wrong in the back end? Hold on. Hold on. Let's 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 try this again. Let's try this again. Hey guys, it's uh God damn it. Wait, let me try a third time. Hey guys, it's fucking Jose is just on Oh man, McKay. I want to play it. Is it possible you want me to do some plugs while you pull it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let, let me let me see if I can pull this up, guys. Uh, and, let me just say this: Andy has has prepped me for this call, and I'm excited for it. So I want to give him an opportunity to do it. You know, don't fast forward because you might miss it. Uh, apparently, this call, an exceptional one from our friend McKay down in Houston, uh, who acquired us tickets to the Astros game when we went down there to our Texas visit. Came to see us in New Orleans. Great supportive dirt ball. Um, Speaking of supportive dirt balls, you guys can support me at a number of shows coming up. First, February 29th, uh, the Hollywood Improv Lab. We're doing a night of sports comedy. Uh, so those tickets are available right now. 
improv.com on my link tree and my Instagram and my TikTok. Um, so get those tickets now if you're in and around Los Angeles. Don't wait, buy them now. Uh, also, we've got officially April 25th, Stanford Comedy, New York Comedy Club, Stanford and Stanford, Connecticut. I'll also be back in Vegas at the end of March at Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club. I will be in Arizona at House of Comedy AZ uh, the weekend, the third weekend in March. Uh, so come see those shows and many more. JoePrano.com uh, for all my shows. At JoePrano on Instagram. At JoePrano on TikTok. Like I said, all links to all those shows are in my bio. And always adding stuff. I'll be doing Eddie Ift's um, birthday show in Malibu in March. But if you're in and around LA, February 29th, Leap Day. Uh, the Hollywood Improv. Night of Sports Comedy. Maybe Shannon Sharp will make an appearance. I mean, come on, lab. Come on. This a lab? Cooking some stuff up in the lab? Come on, cat. That was perfect timing. I think I got it. The six times a try. Come on, McKay. Let's let's do, let's you, do it here. Let's hear the call, McKay. Hey, DSP, DSPN. It's uh, McKay from Houston, Texas. I have three suggestions for All-Star Weekend. Uh, first, a knockout game. Um, second, um, the best international team face the NBA All-Stars. And then uh, whoever wins gets, um, gets uh, I don't know, maybe uh, the USA gets that country or we send a bunch of money to the country that wins. And then third, hey, hold on, gets that country like the yeah, United we, States? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You, <laughs> I didn't catch that the first time. Well, I gotta pause this time out. Come on, McKay. We've, so, we've, acqui we've acquired Slovenia a, a country. Yeah, yeah. Just the United States owns it. We beat the best players from Slovenia. What yeah. <laughs> this this call guy from? You thought it got wild there? Listen and, to the and, rest. And, of this. But I, I also, I also love the idea of if they beat us, they give, they give a lot of money. Just a, by the way, just a mad. We were talking about it before the people who hate the NBA. Oh, we don't have money to secure the border, but we have money to give to Serbia because they beat us in an exhibition game. <laughs> By the way, we don't we they don't have to beat us to give us money. We're giving a lot of money to a lot of these countries yeah. right now. So uh but this the end. Let's get to the end here. Uh robots. We build a bunch <laughs> of robots from Elon Musk or um anybody who can build robots, and then the all stars face the robots. Uh stay dirty. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> So let's let's write this down. This is amazing. I love okay. that. I love it at the end. It it and it just went right there. It wasn't even like talking us through it. And it was just like and three robots. Yada yada so like, yada profit. So have you seen the Boston <laughs> Dynamics robots? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's insane. It's like that episode of did you ever see that episode of Black Mirror? You thought Carmelo Anthony was bad at defense. Wait until you see this dog that can't turn. Yeah, yeah. That's I was say, it's like that episode of uh, Black Mirror. I forget what it's called, where those they look like those dogs in the Boston Dynamics. Okay, so that's a crazy idea. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna scratch out your robot idea. Sorry, bro. <laughs> like I don't. Robots I don't, are out. I don't, We're not there yet. 
We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Now, knockout I can do. Knockout I like. Now, now I got a. This is a very Carmelo Anthony call of him. He goes one for three. But uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was if it was McKay or somebody else. Also, it was a DM or a comment. I forget what it was to improve somebody or maybe I don't know. Again, I don't know what it was. Somebody talked about similar to knockout a game of 21. Yeah. You know, like stuff that you could do with your buddies that you do that we all did growing up. I like knockout. I now, like knockout. Me... I, kind of, I kind of like 21. I do like a one on one tournament, you know, but. It's not fun. One-on-one basketball is not fun to watch. No, not now. Let me put a spin on on his international idea. Have they done? I feel like they have they done that in the past. Internationals versus well, US they, players. Yeah, that was that was that was part of the um the rookie game. Remember, it was like USA rookies and second year guys versus international rookies and second year guys. Do they still yeah. do that? I don't know, but that'd be fun for. We all know how good the international players are at this. Point. Yeah. I don't know who'd win. Yeah. They have done that. I but for the for the non-rookies. Oh, you're saying for the league, you're saying I see what you're saying. You're saying let's just go to NBA league. Uh the all-star game is USA versus the world. It's basically what's the I don't know. Golf? I don't know. What's, what's the ho- golf? What's the golf? Yeah, what's the golf version? Yeah. What, what, the, what's it the, called? The um Ryder Cup? Yeah, exactly. Ryder Cup. The, I don't think there's enough Euro players, but at the same time, what? Or, or Dude, like, off the top, off I mean, I mean, I, it's simple. Like, break. Like, look at the All Star Game. I, I wonder how it breaks down the NBA, the 2023 or 2024 NBA All Star rosters. I'm gonna look at it right now. Okay, so your foreign players, right? Yeah, would be. Is Bam American or foreign? I think he's American, but I don't know. Giannis? Yep. Is Paulo Banchero? Is he, I mean, obviously he's Brazilian, but like, is he American or like, like, where's he going? Let's even just, let's, let's put anybody in the question mark section. Okay. So so we'll say, we'll say Bam, Giannis, Banchero, Embiid. Luca, the Joker. Okay, you're right. How many we got? Not enough. Now, that being said, you could certainly fill out a team of guys. Like, I wouldn't, I don't dislike this idea. It would take away from like being voted an all star. You know what I mean? If you had to fill out a roster's worth of guys from, the world versus a roster full of guys from the U.S. Yeah. No, I no, I agree. I, I'm just I'm just looking for ways to make it interesting. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. It's like I don't know. I mean, I mean, clearly. I, I think just from seeing things and then from discussing on our show and seeing what some dirtball said, there seems to be very little interest. Again, the slam slam dunk seems to be it's just like that one's falling, man. Yeah. I don't know. Stuff with raising the rim is interesting. Raise the rim, lower the shorts. 
No. Ooh, how about this one? Basically, we're taking Pizza Star's WNBA idea and we're reversing it for the all for for the dunk contest. You have to wear you have to wear mid two thousands era shorts and the rim's got to go up. What about a mascot slam dunk contest? <laughs> with the Phoenix the yeah, with the trampoline. Is the gorilla just crushing everybody? Yeah. That gorilla walked so Harambe could fly and get shot. <laughs> I don't know. The mascot one would be fun. A mascot slam dunk contest with the trampoline? I mean, somebody... it's, basically, it's basically just halftime entertainment of every game. Yeah, but somebody's getting injured, which would be great. I mean, you wouldn't want to see you fucking now. What would I like? To, would I like to see NBA big men trying to block mascots jumping off a trampoline? Yes, yes, I would. So, so this is so in the just early Giannis, 2000s, just Giannis meeting the fucking you know Bucks deer at the rim. Absolutely. Oh yeah, you you know, and like the. Early 2000s, you had girls jumping on trampolines. We got mascots jumping on trampolines. Yeah. And now, mascots jumping on trampolines. Oh, that would be fun. Watching these guys try to dunk over the big men. We just do the we just if we just do the 2024 version of the man show, but with sports, it's me in blackface as Shannon Sharp. And now mascots jumping on trampolines. You could get really creative. Basically, what the NBA would have to do is go minor league baseball style. Just get weird and wacky. Yeah. That's how you get it to work. But get rid of the slam dunk. I mean, honestly, you could also just take some things from like Rock and Jock, you know, in the All-Star game, like the 20-point hoop. How about if the if the hoop? What if just like, what if just like the hoop goes up to eleven feet for a couple minutes? You get the ten points if you dunk on somebody, the eleven point hoop or eleven foot hoop. My dad was. Where is Dan Cortez? Let Dan Cortez let Dan Cortez be the commissioner of the All Star Game. Dan Cortez, third balls are like, what are you guys talking about? Rock and Jock. What was was first, Rock and Jock softball? Was that the first one? And then they added basketball? That's actually a hilarious idea if you think about it. Somebody was like, hey, let's get together a bunch of musicians and athletes and we'll have them play softball together. Yeah. And then they're like, no, now let's do basketball and we'll have an 11-foot hoop. And then there's all this nostalgia stuff like it's crazy that the MTV has not just brought back rock and jock. It's not that hard. It's just that no one would show up because MB- M- MTV's dead. That's kind of, you, you know, I, I know things change. That's one that saddens me. Actually. I was, I was down some rabbit hole read. It's just kind of, that's like a part of our era, man, watching music videos. It is. That's a weird one that kind of hits me home. I'm like, man. That peak that there was a peak of, you know, sort of the pre TRL pop era of MTV where, you know, 
essentially basically the majority of the 90s. The majority of the 90s where MTV became such a big thing that then celebrities were doing like it was it was a place to be and they had great shows and they had whatever and then you know it just went all off the rails when it became like all reality shows and pop music and whatever but like because the 80s the 80s the beginning of mtv it was just like music videos and it was great but then you get the 90s where it was just like the perfect blend yeah where you just like have it'd be mostly videos, and then you just be like, "Hey, you want a half hour of Cindy Crawford on House of Style?" You're like, "Hell yeah!" You want Rock and Jock? <laughs> Absolutely. Remote you want control? just you just want one episode of one version of Real World. That's it. Not twenty different versions of the same show. I mean, that was groundbreaking, though. If you think about it, yeah. What Real World started? All these shows. Like, and these shows to me are so weird now. Like, my girlfriend watches that shit. Like, she loves Vanderpump Rules. And I'm just like, dude, like, at what point are you like, I'm too old? Like, yeah. these people, like, they've been on the, dude, the, the, the cast of these people. And I don't really, you know, it's like, I'll walk by or whatever. I'm like, I always say, I go, how long are you going to be on this? Like, the thought of me in my 40s being on a reality show like that. Dude, go on a different reality show where you're raising kids. I don't care. Like, but you're on this type of show. It's 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 actually depressing in a way. Not as depressing as MTV current status. You remember when they'd unveil a music like like the video, the debut? MTV exclusive was? premiere. Oh, I was I was looking at your Instagram on the the sphere, dude. That's insane. Yeah, it's bananas. Yeah, you definitely. I mean, it's cool. Take take a little psychedelics, but like just watching my phone, I was like, I don't need any, dude. I there honestly, there was a point. I said it. I think I said it on the show on Monday. There was like a point where they were they were doing one specific thing and i was freaking out i was like fuck these mushrooms like this was a bad idea it's too much and then when that specific like thing ended i was like oh no i actually am not feeling the mushrooms at all that was literally just that visual like i thought the stage was floating away from me i'm like oh god this is a bad idea yeah dude it it was it's incredible and you know some people are like oh they should do more visuals like you should have done more visuals but like i saw it. it's like then you you're not watching the band. Yeah. So there's like six, I'd say six or seven songs where there's like heavy visuals. And then the rest is like, you know, there's still, still way better like video production than you would get in a normal thing. But it's like, Oh, like, like, I think there's one I put on my Instagram, but like, it looked like Bono was like a, a fucking preacher, like coming out. Yeah, you know, it was like a heavenly like light over him. And it was like, at least it's still really cool, but at least it's the band, you know. I wonder what they, they did one you would love. At one point, the whole thing opens up and you just see the Vegas skyline. I'll send you it. I'll send you it. I didn't put it up, but yeah, yeah. And you see, you see Vegas, like it's almost like the sphere has disappeared. And then the 
video of it, uh, Vegas gets taken down piece by piece, like un like deconstructed deconstructed until it's just the desert again. And then they obviously go into like all that Joshua tree stuff. That's all happens in the desert. Yeah. You know what I mean, I wonder that what that's like as a performer too. If that's difficult to yeah. perform while all this shit's going on. And then I started thinking, I was laughing to myself, like, what is Bono? What's he doing day to day in Vegas? Is he just staying where he's staying? So apparently my, you know, my buddy who I went with is a big YouTube fan. He said, apparently they like, they leave, they come back just for the weekends, but not all the time. Um, the edge has a house in Malibu. So that's probably a pretty easy ride for him. Um, but, uh, so when I, uh, when I first went out to the cellar, so that was a year, basically a year ago, September, like a year and a half ago, um, you're there for a whole week. And, uh, because you're there for a whole week, it's like, you need something to do. So my girlfriend at the time came in for our, like, it was basically our third date. And the first day she was there, she's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, what? I was like, I love a good tiki bar. Why don't we like go? I like looked up this tiki bar. Supposedly it's pretty cool. Are you down to like, go check out this tiki bar? I don't know if you've been, you are a Vegas guy. Do you know the golden tiki? Do you know what part of town that is? No. It's kind of over on the Rio side. Like it's over there. I know it actually. I've been there. It's yeah. in like a little shopping yeah. center. Yeah. So we went over there and it was cool. Good drinks um, and whatever. And so then we went back uh, this, we went back on, I guess that was Monday. My buddy was like, Oh, what should we do? I was like, you guys down to like, go check out this Tiki bar. So we went to, we went back to the golden Tiki, had a couple of drinks last night. He sent me a, pictures apparently bono and the edge just like went to the golden tiki one night like post show and like how like out. that's insane but like how is my point yeah. how is bono going anywhere yeah i i mean i think the thing is i don't i don't think the that bono could go to like the bar in the middle of the cosmopolitan because everybody be like it's fucking bono but he can go to some off the strip tiki joint yeah that, that actually makes more sense. So let's 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 wrap up the show with a hypothetical NFL call. Ooh, okay. Like I like this. 310-359-8365. Daniel Jones, I'm killing myself. No, I shouldn't say hypothetical. That or maybe it, it's it's who should the Niners, who would you rather keep if you're running oh, okay. the, the uh Niners between these guys? Dirty sports. I saw a rumor that about Ayuk possibly getting traded. I'm not sure what his whole contract situation is like, but in my opinion, if I were the Niners, I would for sure keep Ayuk. And if I had to get rid of him or Debo, I actually would get rid of Debo before Ayuk. I think Ayuk someone that the last two seasons has gotten better. And I think Debo is someone that, in 2021 had a very good season but hasn't really been the same since he's still good obviously but i think 2021 was pretty much his peak i think so i want to see what you guys thought if obviously in ideal world i think it's good for them to keep both guys but if you had to trade one or the other if you would go iuk or depot 
I personally am going Debo. And since you guys were talking about Mello, I would like to have you guys do a ranking of overrated players, past or present. Because since you guys talk about overrated, underrated all the time, I'd like to see a list of who you guys think the most overrated players are. So, all right, let me know what you think. We should do a top five most overrated. I agree. Players, uh, most overrated athletes of all time. Well, I think Maybe I mean even top ten. Off the top of our head, we both say Mello, Kobe, Derek Jeter. On on my list for prop maybe my top three maybe maybe we'll see. That'd be a fun one to actually deconstruct on my own. Like I'd, I'd enjoy doing, you know, a deep dive on that. But um, as far as the Ayuk Debo, I mean, I in a way, I essentially agree that. I mean, there's so many factors in these situations, like what contract wise, what are we talking about? Are they getting paid the same? Cause I think Ayuk is going to be due for his deal soon. Um, Debo is obviously signed to a deal. Um, what does the rest of your roster look like? Is this just in the vacuum of like, we're going into next year that they're the exact same team? Because I think that a Here's the here's the few reasons I would say Ayuk uh, in, in sort of in a vacuum. One, he's younger. Two, he's probably cheaper, although that might not necessarily be true come contract time. Three, I think Debo was at his peak when he was doing just so much for them because they needed him to because they didn't have McCaffrey. He was essentially their running back at one point. Um, well, look, real quick. I mean, I have numbers. Yeah. And I know he's talking about 2021, but career. I have them side by side right now, and and, and they basically they basically played the same amount of games. Just so you know, 66 yeah. for Debo, 62 for Ayuk. I mean, Joe rushing yards. Debo has a thousand and seven. Ayuk has 117 rushing right. TDs. Debo has 19. Ayuk has two. Now yeah. Ayuk has six more. He's six more career receiving touchdowns, but like. Debo also has 229. He's done nine kick returns. Like, like no offense to our caller, man. I, I literally a hundred percent disagree with you. <laughs> like they basically came into the league at the same time. Like you're saying Debo could be a running back. I, I just, Debo is, Debo is three years older than Ayuk. Okay. He's three years older. He's 28 to 25. But the other thing I agree with you, I agree with you on past performance alone, 100%. But now we're looking at a, a situation where, you know, you and I talk about it with these Russian quarterbacks and you and I talk about, it, it's like, how long can Debo True. be effective while running and receiving and doing all the stuff? I mean, he took, he was injured late in the year. He was injured last year. He was injured again, late in the year. He was injured in the Super Bowl. I think from, I think from purely a receiver standpoint, I'm probably guy going Ayuk younger and right now cheaper. That being said, I don't, you know, I'm not in the building. Debo is only 28, 
but how many more years does he have of being able to do what he does based on past performance alone and based on what they are both able to do on the field Debo is the better player but to me your two factors are or three factors are age money and then just wear and tear that's where I think it becomes closer and right now I might go Ayuk because it's like well Debo's going to have to essentially slide into just being a receiver and at that point he becomes an older, even if even Ayuk, that's more expensive. Well, you know, Juwan Jennings started to emerge. That, that's the other thing. But and 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 so this is the counterpoint too. If you were arguing for deep, it's like they have so Ayuk is a good player. There's no doubt about that. But you're also talking about a team where it's like you can't guard everybody. You can't guard McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle. It's like Ayuk is one of those guys. Like he is, he does benefit from being the fourth option. Hundred percent. As as the same way that Jennings did in the Super Bowl. Like we can't yeah. double team everybody. I'd still keep Debo. I think Ayuk also he's benefited from, like you're saying. There's just so many options. That's why he's he's you know, gotten open a lot more, I think. Right. As far as, as, as his career has progressed. For sure. You know, it's not, it's not coincidence that, oh, he's suddenly getting way more receiving yards when they add Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the truth is, is like, I know I, there was like some taught him, his girlfriend, whatever, his brother, his cousin, like everybody in the world had some like post Super Bowl Instagram drama. Now everything is, is, you know, passive aggressive Instagram posting, but like as good as Ayuk is, I don't think you pick him up and you put him on the Raiders and he's fucking dominant. Well, that's my point. I, I, I agree. Do you join the Patriots? See how you do. Yeah. I just, he definitely has a game changing speed and he's a great player, but also what about when he's, what what about when he's manned up from the best, you know, the best corner on another team? Exactly. So I think what you and I should do to go to the end of his call is we should come up with maybe individually and we can discuss again, we're going to have a big crossover, our top 10 most overrated athletes. Let's do it. I mean, I'm already, I'm already thinking of like some core now. Now I don't know if it's fair for me to do this, but I'm already thinking of some quarterbacks that I never watched, but like, it's just like, if I hear about Harry Bradshaw's four Super Bowl rings and I'm like, okay, cool. Let's look at his numbers. Yeah. And I know it was a different era, but it's like, are we going to include those type of people or just leave them off? Well, the thing about him is like, what's crazy. Cause I would say it, let's say you had him on the list and I, I don't think you should, but like, if you had him on the list, I think the counterpoint would be when we talk about the goat conversation, we talk about the greatest quarterbacks of all time. We talk about top five. He almost never comes up. No, and, you're right. that, and that is again, where it's like, there's never any consistency when it comes to ring counters. When you're a ring counter, you only count rings for the guys you like. And then when the guys you don't like, eh, well, he's not. So it, 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 we're never putting Bradshaw up there. No one puts Bradshaw over Elway. 
but Kobe's over LeBron because five greater than four. You're like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I see your point. All right. We'll come up with that. I like that. Good suggestion. 310-359-8365. You guys did good today. I'll give their both credit. You guys had some little thought-provoking calls, which inspired some good discussions. And uh, next episode will be robots. Joe and I will be in robot form. No? Nothing? All right. <laughs> yeah. So you guys you guys know where to find us. I don't know if you want to plug again, but I no, know you already you guys plugged. got all my plugs in the middle of the show. Come see a show. Follow me. Follow us. At at the dirty sports on all the things. And uh I'm just gonna get in the lab, figure out my top top ten most overrated athletes of all time. Mm, I like it. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. And as always, stay dirty. <laughs>